And today we're going to be focusing on the last words of Jesus. And it was the last words that he said um, after the resurrection. After he, just before he was about to send into heaven, he got his, his followers together and he said these words. And we're going to be focusing on that to end our resurrection series. So if you're looking for a title for my message today, it is obvious. It is called lasagna. That's right, lasagna. So, <laughs> so, so uh, I don't know about you, uh, but anybody out there enjoy lasagna? And so uh, uh, I'm going to go off another tact as well. Does anybody have a green thumb? Green thumb? <laughs> Do you have a green thumb? Um, uh, my grandmother has a green thumb, and she was amazing when it came to her gardens. You know, back in the days when I was growing up, we had these amazing flower gardens up the front, all over the place. She had flowers growing everywhere. We had a vegetable garden. We, was, she was amazing. She was incredible. My family back in the Cook Islands, they we come from a generation of of planters working in the plantation, working on our own plantations. Even today, we got a, we got my uncle working on the plantation back in Rara and. and and it's amazing. So I come from a generation of um, green thumb people. But however, I don't know. I, I kind of think, I kind of think that it kind of skipped the generation. I think it kind of skipped my, me. Maybe me in particular. Because whenever I plant something, uh, I don't know if it's the same for you, but whenever I plant something, it doesn't bear any fruit or dies. You know. In fact, the only thing that grows really well in my house is the lawn and the weeds that grow all over the place. Um, and so when we bought our house, we planted a lemon tree. And seven, after seven years, this lemon tree produced no lemons. I was really disappointed because, because uh, you know, I needed a lemon for my fish, put in my dip, you name it. There was no lemon, and so, and so I was a bit this this heart. And I was talking to one of the ladies at church, and, and bless her heart, her name is Beth. She's an amazing woman. Beth, if you're watching this, hello, Beth. You're the Beth. And so, uh, um, and she said to me, but my lemon tree. She said, "Do you feed it?" And I was kind of like, "Do I feed it?" What do you mean do I feed it? Like, I, do, I didn't realize you fed trees. I thought, once you put a tree in the ground, let nature do its course. And I was kind of thinking, what do we do? Do I like, make when I make bangers and mash for the family, do I make a plate for the tree? You know, what, how do you feed a tree? And so anyway, she laughed and she said, no, no, it, it's got some special food. And so she gave me these this, this container full of citrus plant food. And it was kind of like little white pebbles or, or pallets, these little... Things. And she said, just spread along the base. So I did that. I spread along the base of the tree to see what happens. I watered that tree and everything. And you know what? Amazing thing happened. And that same year, that lemon tree produced a harvest of lemons. Big lemons. It was amazing. And this is what I learned. You know, that whatever you grow, anything you want to grow, if you don't tend it, if you don't nurture it, if you don't take care of it, then it will then it, then it won't produce any fruit and it could die but when you nurture something when you tend it when you care for it it will produce a, a bountiful of harvest and but you know what I was thinking that's true of any relationship because when you think about it the only thing in your garden that doesn't need any care that doesn't need to be tended are weeds and what do weeds do weeds grow up and choke the life out of what is healthy and think about it in your own relationships, whether whether in your boyfriend, girlfriend, or maybe your in your marriage, or maybe you're courting someone, or, or or between parents and children, or your work colleagues, any relationship that isn't growing would eventually die. And if you don't tend or care for, especially your marriage, anybody out there, if you're finding your your marriage is being choked up, it's because you allowed weeds 
to grow. Because if you don't tend to it, if you don't care, care for it, if you don't nurture it, then it won't grow. But that's true also with our relationship with God. Because you're des- you were designed to be in relationship with God and it's meant to grow. Like, for example, can you imagine, let's say you meet your dream partner, right? You meet them and you, you fall madly in love with one another. You, you know, you, you propose to one another. You say your vows. You get married. But then all of a sudden you go home and, and you go to separate bedrooms. You have separate cars. You have separate banking accounts. Everything you do is separate. And, and so, um, and, but maybe the only time you come together is maybe once a week or maybe even twice a week, maybe on your birthday and Valentine's. Let me ask you this question. Will this relationship last? Is this relationship growing? And the answer is no. It won't grow. In fact, because there's no care, there's no nurture, there's no growing. If this relationship isn't growing, it won't last. But you know what's really interesting? We, 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 this is kind of like how we treat God, don't we, don't we, from time to time? We say yes to God. God, I love you. God, I want to follow you. We make promises to God and, and, and say, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn my back on my old, my old ways and I'm going to follow you. But then the only time we check in with God is maybe just on a Sunday. Or maybe, maybe just twice a year, maybe Christmas and Easter. And maybe this is the Easter season and this is, the, this is when you check in with God. But you know what? Your relationship with God is meant to grow. And this is why Jesus said, this is when Jesus, after his resurrection, when he's, a, when he's about to ascend to heaven, his last words to his followers. So any followers out there, these are, last, these are Jesus' last words to you. This is what he says in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. Jesus says this. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, therefore, this is what you've got to do. This is what I've got to do. Therefore, go and make what? Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, it's really interesting because Jesus didn't say, go and make Christians. He didn't say that, go and make Christians. No, he said, go and make disciples. Now, true discipleship is about relationship. It's relationship. True discipleship is about relationship. So your relationship with God is meant to grow. So if it's not growing right now, there's something wrong with it. Because it was designed to grow. Because that's discipleship. It's really interesting because sometimes, like, how do we grow in our faith how do we grow in our relationship with god when we're in lockdown maybe you're listening to this and you're, you're new or maybe you've just come back to god and and it's it's a bit hard because you know you, you can go to church you can get connected with people you can grow together but how do we do this in lockdown and, and when we go to scripture there's somebody that i thought about i thought this person is, is great his name is the apostle paul now the apostle paul he knows what it's like to be in lockdown in fact the apostle paul m- m- wrote most of the new testament but, me, uh, but some of his letters he wrote from in lockdown, from within prison, when he was in prison. In fact, the, one of the verses that we're going to go to is from the book of Philippians. It's a letter that the, the, the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Philippi. But what's really interesting, although he wrote this, this letter from prison, it's got to be one of the most joyful of all his letters. And so let's have a look what the Apostle Paul says. This is what the Apostle Paul is writing in lockdown to you who are in lockdown. And this is what he says. He says, Dear friends, you always followed my instruction when I was with you. And now that I'm away, it is even more important, even more important 
to work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desires and the power to do what pleases Him. And you know, this is what the Apostle Paul was saying to the church in Philippi. He, he was saying to them, hey, you know, when I was with you guys, you know, because the Apostle Paul, he planted this church. You know, he, he shared the faith and he began to teach them and, and, to, and to build into their discipleship. But he said, hey, look, when I was with you, you guys were doing great. But now that I'm away from you, now that I'm, I'm not with you anymore, now that you are alone, it is very important that you keep growing and keep obeying God and keep, and keep, and keep the faith. That's the subship. It's important to keep growing on your own. And that's what spiritual growth is. If the only time that you are growing is when you're at church or when you're on the live stream, then chances are you're not really growing because your, your faith is meant to grow daily, every day. And that's a healthy relationship. And that's what it's, what it's about. Like, for instance, let me, let, me, let me give an example. And this is where my title comes into fruition, okay? Does anybody out there like lasagna? Anybody out there like, like lasagna? Okay, now a lasagna is one of the. My wife has got a hand up like this. You can't see that. She's got. She's like yes, uh, and lasagna is one of the food that I cook really, really well. And you know what? I'm not bragging. Oh, actually, actually, I am. I'm, but I'm really good at making lasagna. Okay. Now here's the thing. My kids love lasagna. Now, if you make my my kids lasagna, they're not going to eat it. Do you know why? Because they're so used to eating the best, so it's hard to eat anybody else. Now, just kidding. Just joking. Okay. So. So just imagine, you, you, when you stream onto the, the, the online service, okay, I'm now Chef Ants, and guess what I'm serving? I'm serving lasagna. And just imagine, we've got the technology to beam to you my lasagna. So when you, when you stream online, you're now, I'm, I'm now beaming to your lasagna, and you love it. It is great. Man, you're getting so full. You said, man, who needs KFC? Even though maybe next week, drive through might be open. Anyway, that's a prayer of mine. Anyway, let's keep going back to lasagna. Who needs, you know, I've got lasagna. Man, that is awesome. I'm so full. I'm full. And, uh, and you know, that, that's awesome. That, that's great. But guess what happens? When you leave from this live stream, when you finish your lasagna, Monday happens, Tuesday comes around, you're getting really, really hungry. Because all you ate was my lasagna. Now, come Wednesday, it's, it's, it's table talk. It's 7.30. And guess what we sh we sh we're, we're, we're serving at table talk at 7.30? Lasagna. And so you get another feed. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm well fed. But what happens? Thursday comes around, you don't eat. Friday comes around, you, you don't eat. Saturday, you're starving. You're hungry. You're hungry. And, and you, do, you try to eat other foods to satisfy you, but it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Because the only time you're actually eating is, there, is when you're online here. And, and here's, this, is, this is what happens. When you're here, you're full. But when you leave, you go empty. So at some point, spiritually, you've got to learn to grow on your own because discipleship isn't just about coming and being fed by someone else and don't get me wrong it's great I'll, I'll you know come along and be be fed but it's but that's not what discipleship it doesn't just stop there if the only time you're getting fed is by someone else chances are you won't be growing so this is why the apostle paul wrote this to the church while in lockdown and now that i'm away it's even more important to work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Because discipleship is also about learning to pray 
to read the Bible and to study the Bible on your own. It's great doing it with other people as part of the journey, but it's equally as important to learn to read, pray on your own. I mean, learning to make learning to make lasagna and learning to eat by yourself is very important because every relationship needs communication. Because communication is a both-way thing, isn't it? Think about it. When was the last time you had a meaningful conversation with someone you loved? Now, now think about this. When was the last time you had a meaningful conversation with God who loves you? So I, I really want to encourage you, you know, get into a time of prayer. Learn to pray on your own. Learn to have, maybe you just start with short prayers with, between you and God. Learning to pray on your own. You know, with my kids, you know, I, I love my kids and I love talking with my kids. But you know what break my heart is that one day of my, when my kids, all of them finally grow up and leave home. And I'm praying for that. No, just kidding. When they do finally leave home and, and they go off and move, have their own life. But what will break my heart is if they stop talking to me in portal. You know, and you know, it will break my heart if it comes to a day where we hear nothing from our children. But if they start ringing us once a week, man, I'm not, I won't be complaining. I'll be over the moon. Okay, at least they're talking this communication. I'm not saying that if you don't pray to God, that God's going to be sad. But what I am saying is that all relationship requires communication. Jesus was daily in prayer, communicating with the Father and the Father with him. So why don't you start with short prayers? I love what Pohu uh, and the family are doing up north and where, where dad is praying. And it's, it's not about the length of prayer. It's about connection. It's about learning to grow and learning to pray on our own. The only time you're praying is when you're here. Come on, why don't you learn to pray on your own? It's a short prayer. It's connecting with God. And that's what matters. It's not about the length. It's about connection. It's about learning to grow. Now, the Apostle Paul, one of the last letters he wrote was 2 Timothy in the New Testament. The last letter, and, and, and it's called 2 Timothy. He wrote this while he was in prison. And what's really interesting, he wrote this letter while he was on death row. This is what he, 2 Timothy is written while he was on death row. And shortly after he wrote this letter, he was ex executed, the Apostle Paul. He was executed. And so listen to what he writes on his last letter. While he was on death row, this is what he wrote to Timothy. You see this in chapter 2, uh, 2 Timothy 4, verse 13. This is what he says to Timothy. When you come, when you come and visit me, this is while I'm in prison, bring the cloak that I left or carpus at Traos, and my scrolls, especially the parchments. What's really fascinating about what the Apostle Paul was asking is that even though he was on death row, he was still emphasizing the importance of reading and studying the Word of God. Paul still recognized that his relationship with God still needed to, um, still needed to grow. Still need, so he, he wanted to get into his Word. Even while on death row, he still recognized his relationship needed to grow. So what's your excuse? Because... Paul goes on to say in 2 Corinthians 3.16, All scripture is inspired by God and useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. So discipleship is a growing, rela is a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. L let me say that again. Discipleship is a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. It's meant to be growing daily. Daily. I mean, learning to pray, read, and study the Bible with others, that's important. But what's equally as important is learning to pray on your own, read the Bible, and study, study, study the Bible on your own. Learning to make lasagna and feed yourself on your own. So how do we do that? How do we do that while in lockdown? 
Well, you know what? I really want to encourage you. I've got some great tools for you. You know, if if you don't have a Bible handy, what I will, even if you've got a Bible handy, I would I would highly encourage you to download a Bible app onto your smartphone. If you've got a smartphone, download a Bible app. And, and in my opinion, the best Bible app that you can download is the YouVersion Bible app. The YouVersion Bible app. It is totally free. And on this YouVersion Bible app, you've got some study notes. You've got many translations. You've got so many things on there. There's a community that you can be part of. Uh, you don't have to do life alone. And what I, what I like about all the many translations that, that's in this um, uh, um, in this app is that uh, for all my Cook Island family members out there, the Cook Island translation is even in there. You can find Samoan, whatever, Maori, um, uh, Afrikaans, you name it, whatever culture you come from, you can uh, most likely find it. So download the Bible app onto your phone. Honestly, it is great. You can read it anywhere you go. And another tool that I, I would encourage you, if you to study the Bible, to help you study the Bible, maybe you've never studied the Bible before. And a great way to get started is, is to go to the, the, uh, the Bible Project website. Or better yet, go to YouTube and subscribe to the Bible Project. It is, in my opinion, one of the best Bible tools you can use. It is fantastic. It's phenomenal. There's short videos unpacking deep theology using modern animation and illustration techniques. And I'll tell you, they go for between 5 and 10 minutes long. So the Bible Project. So go to YouTube. Subscribe to it. Subscribe to the Bible Project. Or go to its website. It is fantastic. It's one of the best tools for Bible study. So those are two two. Um, two Two uh, applications I would suggest to you. So there's the, the YouVersion Bible app and subscribe to the Bible Project on YouTube. will help you on your Bible study. But ultimately, the best way to learn to cook on your own, to cook your own lasagna so you're not relying on anybody else to feed you, is to form a healthy habit. Now, before you roll your eyes, because you've tried to form healthy habits and you failed, right? How many of you said, you know, I'm going to start jogging this week. I'm going to start going to the gym this week. I'm going to start eating healthy again. How many have been on that journey? You've failed miserably, okay? You know, I'm, I'm putting up, if I can put up my feet as well, I'll put up all my hands and my feet. My wife has gone like this to me. That's me, exactly. Or maybe you'll try to kick an kick a unhealthy habit. You've failed. Don't worry, we've all tried. We've been there. We know exactly where you come from. But hey, hear me out. Hear me out, um, because I've tried, like, I tried to, I, like, one time I, I tried to pray at 5 o'clock in the morning. I thought, I'm going to be holy. I'm going to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning because Jesus got up while it was still dark. And I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray, like, for an hour. So I got up at 5 o'clock in the morning, got on my couch, and I just went to sleep, failed. So I just, I just, I, I just put that to the side. But here, you know, the best way, the best way that, that you can form a habit, actually, there's kind of a science to it. I'm, I want to help you. I want to help you form a healthy habit. Okay, so this is the application, okay? So there's a science to it. There's a pattern to it. The best way for you to form a healthy habit is to attach this new habit that you're trying to form, like reading a Bible, and, and you attach it to an already existing habit. That's, what, that's the best way to do it. Attach it to an already existing habit. Now, for example, when you wake up in the morning, and the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, this is, this is an example. I'm not saying you do this, but say the first thing you do is you look for your phone. You grab your phone, and then uh, you start scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or whatever, check your notification, read the newspaper, whatever you do. If this is what you do in the morning, if, if this is what you do, the first thing every morning when you wake up, look for your phone off the charger or under your pillow, wherever you keep your phone when you're sleeping. If that's what you do, whether you like it or not, that is an established habit. That's a habit. So, 
here's 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 my suggestion to you. This is what this is what this is what I want you to do. Because that's an established habit, what you're gonna do, you're gonna attach reading your Bible reading habit to this habit. So when you wake up in the morning or whenever you wake up, when you grab your phone, that's a habit. And the first thing you're gonna do, instead of going to Facebook, Instagram, or wherever you go first, first thing you're, you're gonna do is open your, your U version Bible app or whatever Bible app you have. Open it up. Read one chapter. That's all I want you to do. Read one chapter. One chapter, close it, and then get into Facebook, Instagram, whatever you do. Just just start scrolling. Just do that. Just and that's and, and and when you do that, you begin to form an amazing habit. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. I encourage you then to build onto that. So you grab your app. So so then so now you you read one chapter, you go to YouTube, watch uh, one episode of from the Bible Project, and do do a short prayer. Once you do that, then go into your other scrolling. And I promise you, I promise you, if you do this daily, you will grow spiritually. You'll grow in God like never before. And you know that's just an example. Maybe you, you you don't have a smartphone. Maybe you don't even you don't even do that in the morning. Maybe your habit is to to have coffee and read the paper, whatever it is, while attach reading the Bible to that. And so if you do this anyway, the point is, take responsibility with your faith. It is your faith. It's not your parents' faith. It's not your pastor's faith. It is your faith. Take responsibility for your faith. Learn to grow on your own. And, and don't always rely on other people to feed you. Learn to feed yourself. Uh, and I really want to encourage you because I remember when I was a teenager. I, I had been, when I was about 19 years of age, I had been a Christian for about a year. And I loved to read comic books. And I would get into the comic books and I would devour my comic books. You know, I loved, I loved the X-Men. I love Superman. I'll be in, I'm DC... I love DC and Marvel. I wasn't like one or the other. I love them both. And I'll be I'll be into it. And I hardly read my Bible. I've been a Christian for about a year. And I hardly read my Bible. I read my Bible only on a Sunday when the pastor or the minister went somewhere in the text. And I remember a friend said to me, Can you imagine what you'll be like if you read your Bible the same way you read your comic books? And that kind of shook me. And I, and I thought, man... Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what it'd be like. So I gave it a go. So what I did, I attached this, trying to learn to, uh, to read my Bible onto an existing habit, reading my comic books. And so every single day, I would read one chapter a day and then get into my comics. I will do that. You know what's amazing? Honestly, this is phenomenal. This transformation began to happen in my life. As I began to go through life, I stopped reading comic books. But you know what I continued to read? It was one chapter a day. One chapter a day. I kept reading that. And you know what also amazing? My grandmother had also ingrained in me to say the Lord's Prayer in the morning. From birth, my grandmother ingrained this in me. So here I am reading one chapter a day and saying the Lord's Prayer every morning. This was ingrained in me. Okay, I ingrained this within me. But you know, in my late 20s, in my late 20s, I fell away from God. I walked away from church. I wasn't in a good place. To be honest, I, I really felt I wasn't good enough. I didn't think I was worthy. I didn't think uh, I didn't want to go back to church. I thought, well, how can I go back to church? I turned my back on God. Why would God want anything to do with me? But you know what's really interesting? Even though I walked away from God, I was still reading my Bible one chapter a day and still praying the Lord's Prayer. It was so ingrained in me. This habit had taken hold on me. So when I was far away from God, I never realized that God was so close to me. We find ourselves in Hamilton. We moved to Hamilton. We find ourselves in Hamilton Elam Church. The last place I wanted to be. 
because I thought I wasn't good enough. Have you ever felt like that you weren't good enough? Have you ever felt like all the things that you've done, you know, you've got to do all these good things and, and, and you've got to weigh yourself, you've got to do, you know, you've got to do good merit, how well the bad. You know what? That's not what love is. That's not what God says. He says, come to me, wherever you are. And I remember sitting in that church and God said to me, come as you are. And I was like, God, are you sure about this? God said, come as you are and I'll deal with the rest. That's the beginning of discipleship. Is when you make a decision to follow Him. So we'll come to the end of my message. But I want to say this to you. Maybe you've been trying to read your Bible, you've been trying to pray, but it's been struggling. Or maybe you, you're listening to this and you've kind of had, was journeying with God, but some of you kind of fell out of God. I want you to make a decision. Maybe you feel something on your heart. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Make a decision to follow Him. To follow Him. Because discipleship is about relationship. So when you come back into a right relationship with God, I'm telling you, picking up the Bible and reading and praying is different because of relationship. You are not alone. God loves you. Come on, let me pray for you. In fact, once you pray this prayer with me, say it out loud or say it in your heart. But make a decision. Today, Lord Jesus, I am making a decision to follow you. I'm making a decision to leave my life of sin and follow you. Thank you that I am not alone. That you are with me. Help me to learn to cook lasagna on my own. To feed myself. To read your word. And to be in connection with you through prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for you loved me. You died for me. You set me free. You're my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.